from Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com. It's the Relevant Podcast. It's the week of Friday, July 30th, 2010. This is The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang. And here with me in our Orlando, Florida studios is Josh Loveless. Hey, people. On the uh, ones and twos behind the open door now, because it's a little stuffy in here, um, is our illustrious producer, Chad Michael Snavely. Hello, friends. On the Skype line, all the way from London, England, Lloyd Kinsley. Hello, everyone. You sound so refined. So, so, so polite. Are you wearing an ascot? Um, uh, only from the top half up. <laughs> I don't know what that means. And, uh, and also on the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. We have a great podcast in store for you today. We have a live in-studio performance by The Afters coming up. You're going to think... Where have, I, where have I heard that song? Was it on the season finale or series finale of The Hills? Yes. And the answer what? is yes. Yes, it is where you heard it. Is that where you heard it? I, I might have watched it. When they yeah. were in here, we were two degrees of, of separation away from Spencer and Heidi. <laughs> and that was the first question I asked That's them. too, too close. <laughs> um, okay, so make sure to stay tuned for that. And we also have a very special segment that we will explain later. But up first, your entertainment releases. We have um, some amazing music releases coming out on Tuesday, August 3rd. Arcade Fire with the long-awaited The Suburbs. Very excited about that one. Yes, me too. Mm. Uh, But not to be confused with releasing on the same day, House of Heroes with Suburba. Whoa. Not The Suburbs, Suburba. Wow. Uh, Somebody in the marketing department did not... I hope it's the same record label, too. (laughs) Did not think it through. (laughs) That would be great. Uh, And then the Mount St. Helens Vietnam Band with Where the Messengers Meet. Uh, Not not a lot coming out, but who would want to go up against Arcade Fire? Movie releases on Friday, August 6th. We have The Other Guys. That's the Will Ferrell, Mark Wahlberg, uh, Buddy Cop, Buddy... What do they call those? I don't know. Romances? Yeah. (laughs) This is Tracy Morgan and Bruce Willis all over again. It's Cop Out 2. This is Jimmy Fallon and Queen Latifah. They were one taxi cab away from a Jimmy Fallon, Queen Latifah movie. Step Up 3D is also coming out, which I'm sure Maya will see. Directed by James Cameron. (laughs) And then a bunch of indie flicks that are probably coming out limited release, like The Disappearance of Alice Creed, The Oxford Murders, Cairo Time, The Wildest Dream. Never heard of any of them. So check those out. Okay, that's it for your entertainment releases. Now it's time for slices. What do you have, Josh? Uh, We've got a a, a kid uh, named Steven Ortiz. He's 17 years old, and he traded his cell phone for a Porsche convertible. Did you hear about this? He uh, he bartered uh, via Craigslist. He a friend of his gave him a free phone and says, uh, "Do whatever you want with it." And he put it on Craigslist in the barter section, which I didn't even know there was a barter section. Mm-hmm. This is uh, It's usually sexual favors. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not legal. Okay, well, it's a whole new world that's opening for me. Um, not the sexual favor part. Thanks, Jesse, for laughing uh, about that. Um, but it yeah, says, In that case, I need to get on Craigslist. I've, I've got some things that I need that... Oh, God. This is getting weird. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna go. I was going to go in another direction with it, but it just started getting worse and worse. Yeah. There's only one direction. It, yeah. 
I apologize. Uh, after some serious research, uh, he traded his cell phone uh, for an iPod Touch, which he managed to barter up for a dirt bike, and then bartered the dirt bike for a MacBook Pro laptop. And after that, he bartered the MacBook Pro laptop for a 1987 Toyota 4Runner. And eventually, through the line, he landed a classic Ford Bronco SUV. Who can go wrong with a Ford Bronco? Even today, mm-hmm. I guess people uh, are really into it. So the golden ticket, he says, was that Ford Bronco SUV that eventually got, allowed him to trade for a Porsche convertible because someone wanted the Ford Bronco. Yeah. Can, I, can I just say, I would have probably stopped at dirt bike. <laughs> <laughs> he went too far. He messed it up. Well, somebody, I, I read this uh, somewhere this week and, and some of the comments were pointing out a couple of things. One, the person was offloading that Porsche Boxster because they are so expensive to, to repair that it's stolen as well. (laughs) There's no way that this kid, (laughs) there's that would be able to afford to actually just own this car. Okay. Number one. And they said, the other thing was they, they kind of did a rough estimate of like how many hours this kid put into upgrading. And if he would have just gotten a job at like nine bucks an hour, he could (laughs) have just, the Porsche Boxster was like $8,000. We're so he cynical. Just, he could have just bought the Porsche Boxster in all of those course. years, you know? It's like those extreme home makeover homes that are given to really poor families, but the, the real estate taxes are so expensive that they end up getting foreclosed on the following year. You know, Ty Pennington spends his time living in each of those now. <laughs> now, because they're all vacant. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, Jesse, before we toss to you, I want to read a little email we got this oh, week from okay. uh, Jeremy Duncan. <laughs> Jeremy Duncan wrote us at the feedback account. I can't imagine what he'd be writing about. And he said, uh, Jesse. Oh, it was, it was addressed to you there. It says, okay. Jesse, um, in your slice last week, I'm, I'm adding a little bit of context here. In your slice last week, you brought us a slice about how Ice-T and his wife uh, Coco were pulled over. Amazing story. And he was arrested and buried yeah. in the story. Four paragraphs down was the fact that they were... Uh, out early in the morning because they were taking their bullfrog to the veterinarian for knee surgery. Just it a, was it was it was a shocking shocking revelation. Just, shocking, just incredible. Shocking that they would bury such a fact. And um, so it says Jesse Jeremy Jeremy Duncan writes. He says uh, it was a bulldog, not a bullfrog. Uh, but it would have been amazing if it was a bullfrog. And he links to the Fox News story, which you were apparently reading. And sure <laughs> enough, right there. It was a bulldog. Wow. Well, well, let me let me just say this first. Um, I haven't I haven't slept much in the last week <laughs> since this email was forwarded to me. Um, not just because of guilt, but I'm actually afraid of Ice T. He may come and kill me. I know what that man's <laughs> capable of. I would also like to say that this sort of media carelessness is unprecedented. <laughs> well, you are citing Fox News, I would assume. That. Yeah, well, uh, I've actually prepared a statement if I can read it. <laughs> sure, yeah, no problem. Um, <laughs> I, uh, a little confession here, I didn't have time to actually draft a statement, but I did find one on the internet uh, that seems to apply, so I'm just going to read that. A disservice was done. An apology is is owed. That's what we've done. Decisions were made based on an incomplete set of facts. People on both sides of this have made determinations and judgments without a full set of facts. I think that is wholly and completely accurate. We live in a culture in which things whip around. People want fast responses, and we want to give them fast responses. One of the greatest lessons you can take away from this is to ask questions first. In closing, 
I would like to offer Ice-T and his wife, Kogo, a new position at the Department of Agriculture. <laughs> I can only hope they will accept in my grievous oversight. What? What the heck are you that's talking actually, about? That is, uh, that's actually word for word uh, the Robert Gibbs press release from the White House after uh, the little uh, incident with the the poor lady that was accused of racism when a portion of her speech was brought out of context um, during a uh, speech that she held at some point. Do you, you guys, do you, guys mm-hmm. do you guys follow that story at yep, all? Yeah, I know exactly mm-hmm. what you're talking about. I love that you connected the two because they're both equally important. This issue related to racism and uh, and your mistake with Ice T. It's equally important culturally. I think. Well, you know. Are we past the point in a culture where people would be judged uh, whether they are or are not a bullfrog owner? <laughs> uh, is a question that we all got to look in the mirror and ask ourselves at night. Jesse, I think you're. I think the thing that's kept me up late at night, thinking about you and this bullfrog slice, is thinking about how many times you read this story to rant about it as long as you did and read it repeatedly during the podcast. Yeah. I'm I'm literally staring at the word. You were reading it and you didn't see that it it was a D, not not an FR. Now, (laughs) let me, let me say this, that I have issued my apology. Okay. (laughs) And I'm willing to admit possible fault. Okay. But I haven't ruled out the fact that Fox originally misprinted it. Okay. I changed it. Okay. I actually thought of that too. It is Fox news that we're talking about. Yeah, well, they're I, fair I, and balanced. I've ruled out that Glenn Beck may be behind this one, <laughs> or Geraldo. So we're, like I think we should just officially go on record and say, in the version that you saw, it yeah. said bullfrog. They well, caught their this. error. I, I, I retract it. my apology and job offer. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's retracted. That's good. Yeah, I think you should. I think you should just accuse Fox News of lazy reporting. Yeah, and, and then trying to cover it up. Yeah, yeah. This is a, what we're looking at here is is a is a, a cover up by uh, you know big media. So that's the real story here. So you can tell that guy who emailed me. Tell him, hey, forward it to Glenn Beck, guy. It's uh, Jeremy Duncan. Jeremy well, Duncan. He's probably in on it. All right. Yeah, we have a, a real slice. Yeah. Um, uh, you guys also may have heard about this. A, a baseball player uh, for the For- Florida Marlins uh, was injured. He tore his meniscus, I wait, think. Wait, hold on, uh, hold on, hold on. This doesn't sound believable. Are you sure it was a baseball player? Yeah, read it through again. Slowly. Yeah, yeah, slowly. Make sure you get it word <laughs> for word, Jesse. I mean, this is important. It's a bullfighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm concerned. Yeah, I, I have a mental block with the word bull. <laughs> yeah, uh, that makes it not interesting that he was gorged by a bull during a competition. <laughs> I was thinking, how did that happen to a baseball player? <laughs> this story makes perfect sense now that it's a bullfighter. So. <laughs> Next slide. No. <laughs> I, I'm pretty confident that I'm reading this one correctly. Uh, a, f- uh, a player for the uh, Florida Marlins uh, uh, tore his meniscus and was put on the, the disabled lifts uh, because he he was running so fast to give another player who had just ended the game with a spectacular play the pie in the face, which I don't know if you guys watch a lot of baseball, but it's becoming pretty common these days. Uh, while the winning player is giving an interview for another player to come give him a pie in the face. And so uh, it's it's getting to an uncontrollable level where a guy is actually winding up for the pie hit so hard 
that he has uh, injured his knee. So uh, this is the second. And, and ironically, uh, Ice T and his wife Coco are going to take him in for knee surgery yeah. early, early yeah. one morning. You better put your seatbelt on, Ice T. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe this time he'll obey uh, the rules of the road. Yeah. <laughs> and won't land himself behind bars. This is actually the second uh, baseball injury that has stemmed from a celebration. Earlier this year, a player was running uh, around the bases after a walk off home run and like decided to jump with both feet and stomp home plate. He did it so hard that he broke one of his legs. <laughs> so, uh, also bullfighting. So, baseball is yeah, becoming yeah. a lot you more know, interesting. You know, that was a bullfighter. And by broke one of his legs, I mean he was gorged. <laughs> <laughs> so, you so. know, we're talking about baseball in Florida. Did you see the report on Sports Center a couple nights ago where the um, they released the findings of all the health reports of the vending uh, concession stands and all the arenas and stadiums around the country? I call, I call the tail end of it. I didn't get any of the details, okay. though. So, there were they football, basketball, baseball, all of them. Yeah. And there were two stadiums that every vending stand and concession stand failed health inspection. Every one of them. 100% failure. Two of them. The, the best ones, the best ones in the country are in the state of California because they have higher health code standards. Uh, none of the, nobody was 100%. Uh, but the, the two that got 0% passing were Tropicana Field in Tampa, Florida. Oh, my gosh. The Devil Rays. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And this one surprised me because it's a new arena, new-ish, the Verizon Center in Washington, D.C., where the Wizards play. Really? Yeah. Oh. 100% failure rate of their, of their wow. health inspections. Oh, that my is word. disgusting. Don't they shut it down? Like, when a restaurant know. fails a health inspection, usually they shut it down. I don't the know. They force the team to forfeit <laughs> every restaurant. Because the hot dogs are bad. Because the health violation is so they, egregious. SportsCenter was trying to toe the line of, of, like, not just doing gross out, but, I mean, there were... There were, you know, cockroaches or rat droppings. There were. Yeah, I mean, how, what do you oh have to gosh. do to get zero percent? I mean, that's like you don't actually feed, don't put meat in the hot dog. You put excrement. I mean, <laughs> yeah, basically. So <laughs> it's um, tough to get out to zero percent. I get what you're saying. And now, yeah. now we know why nobody goes to Devil Rays games. It's absolutely true, and it's, <laughs> yeah, that's why <laughs> I don't think it's the food. Yeah, you'd think it's somebody that like Tropicana that has their name on it would somehow that I don't know that they'd food service industry they'd be all right. <laughs> No. Well, do, do you guys, I don't know, I haven't seen this lately, but sometimes you go to like a fast food restaurant and on like a window somewhere, they have, you know, this restaurant scored a 97% uh, on their health inspection or they'll have a grade. It'll say like this had an A minus. You know, I'm always, whenever I walk by one of those, I'm like, you know, I, I, that's really great that this place got 97% on their health inspection, but I really want to know what the three was. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I, I, should I feel good that you didn't get 100%? No, you shouldn't. Well, satisfaction. I, I yeah. read, I read in uh, the T New York times last week or something that the New York city is going to roll out an A, B, C, D, F thing mandatory for restaurants like huh. next week or something. Based on health? Yeah, based on the health inspection. And that, because uh, of the spot inspections, the surprise inspections, that these restaurants are like taking no chances. Well, good for them, right? But what they're doing is like, because there's, you know, deli, especially the deli places, like uh, meat has to be stored at a certain temperature. And the deli counters, you know, keep them a little bit warmer because they're out for a shorter amount of time. They're making sandwiches, you know. And so, um, but they would fail. If if they came in and huh. didn't see it at like forty three degrees or whatever it was, wow. 
And so what they're doing is uh, the delis, the sushi bars, they're cranking their refrigerators and their uh, things down to like 30 degrees. And they're like, people are complaining of like frozen sushi and frozen turkey sandwiches and stuff like that. Meat sickles. Yeah. But, but the restaurants are like, I don't care. I, I can't, I'll go out of business if I get an F in my window. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so they're for the next few weeks while they're kind of on guard, yeah. they're basically freezing their food. Oh my word. I bet the uh, restaurateurs uh, put a, an ABCD grade for politicians then just return the favor. <laughs> just say, I think you're an F. Well, you know, I, on one hand, I, I understand the complaints of the deli counters. On the other hand, yeah, don't eat bad meat. Yeah. So yeah. I, that's like a standard for me, uh, not to eat bad meat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah would you Just rather your sandwich thaw for a minute or would you rather eat old grody meat? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Lloyd, you got a slice? I do have a slice. Um, before I go any further, I just wanted to check. Since the uh, the Beckhams, David and Victoria moved to the States. Just Who? How, like, how We're much, glad to have them, by the way. <laughs> yeah, just how, much, how much press coverage do they get? Mr. Posh Spice gets, I don't know. Not much. Like, do you see them much, or is it, are they kind of people under know. the radar? People know who they are. I mean, like, probably in L.A., there's more. They're out about town. I don't watch a whole lot of TMZ. I think you see her more than you see him. I would actually agree with that. Yeah. yeah. But but I don't watch a lot of the, the, the star channels, so I don't know. People know who they are. How's that? Yeah, well, that's good. Well, I mean, <laughs> we're, we're mildly aware of their presence. On this <laughs> we don't know what he does for a living, but we know that she used to sing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well... Um, he he went on a on a chat show um, here in the UK, which actually had it on the very last one of it. Uh, the guy was kind of moving channels, so it's his final one for the BBC. Um, and he had Beckham come on, and um, you know he's talking through everything he's been through in the last couple of years, different moving from different countries, different teams. Anyway, he 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 was on loan to uh, AC Milan, which is in Italy. And he was asked, you know, you're away from your family. What do you do to to fill the time? Because he has like downtime when he's injured etc etc which is so he said he, he said in the interview <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah i i dive like scrooge mcduck in my huge building full of money yeah. which <laughs> the america right. gave me to sit and watch soccer yeah. what, what do you yeah. do in the 11 months a year that you're injured so he said he said oh well i like to fill the time he said because he has kids he says i like playing uh with Lego, with the, with the kids, but when he's on his own, he didn't want that to be an, exce- an exception. So he he had delivered to this hotel room um, the Lego replica of the Taj Taj Mahal. Okay, which uh, I think it's roughly like the the equivalent of like a three hundred dollar set of Lego. Um, so he said this on the interview, and then the following day, sales of Lego, but particularly the Taj Mahal set, went up six hundred and sixty three percent. Wow! Just are, because he said he 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 did that to to so, pass the time. So they went from selling one to six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that particular. I mean, the particular construction has over almost six thousand pieces. Wow! I, I'm trying to think of of a person that would cite a product of some sort that would influence me at all. I I mean, honestly, like to that degree. Yeah. I, I can't exactly. I can't think of anything. To be fair, I think a lot of it is that most people didn't know you could get a Taj Mahal. Yeah, and then I, he said I, that you could, and they were like, "Well, that sounds like fun." I did, I did, because they have a whole architecture and world landmark series. Okay. Yeah, they I'm do. Actually, you I'm know, actually, you know a lot more. I've, I've tapped back into my Lego passions in the last year, uh, and have built quite a few things ever since I got a kid. <laughs> and, and it's to quote unquote decorate his nursery. Right. Sure. Right. But uh, yeah. I, I I quite enjoy it. Honey, I'm busy. I'm I'm building things. I'm for building our, son. our, our uh, big. 
two-foot race car, <laughs> which is now in his nursery. <laughs> of course. But they're opening a Legoland here in, in Central Florida next year. Huh. Oh, so wow. I'm very, very excited about that. It's only the second one in the U.S. The other one's in L.A. Wow. So You're very well informed. Yeah. I, I, keep, I, have a, uh, I follow Lego on Twitter. Wow. I don't know. The, the, the Lego store at Disney World is one of those places where you're like, just kind of walking around with friends at downtown Disney. You're like, yeah, we'll walk in there. And you walk out and you're like, I did not anticipate on spending $300. Yeah, actually, that's how it started. It, was literally, <laughs> it literally was, I, I just wandered into that store last year, walked out with all these models. Maya uh, then forced me to assemble them because I have a bad impulse by mechanism like i'll buy magic tricks and never learn them you know and uh <laughs> nice reference and so don't even get me started on the magic shop hey i'll yeah. hey, i'll send you dude i talk about spending a couple hundred bucks impulsively i, I bought so many magic tricks at that stupid store that i, I can I, send them all i think you. i had a line of credit going there <laughs> so anyway so i bought them all she made me put them together and then i fell back in love with them i was a huge lego fan as a kid I'm looking forward to Legoland opening up. <laughs> How do we get on Lego? Oh, yeah. Thanks. David Beckham. See, he influenced us to talk about Legos. Yeah. All right. On that note, that'll wrap up Slices. Up next, the afters. You're listening to Rogue Wave. You gotta watch out for those. Uh, the song is Permalite. The song is playing right now on Relevant.fm. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Bishop Morocco. The song White City. Wow. You, are you familiar with them, Lloyd? No, Lloyd, <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not alone on this one. Chad's the only one who actually's heard of Bishop Morocco. Out of I this think he's group. on TBN, <laughs> right? Is he yeah. on TBN? Yeah, he is. Yeah. You know, I watch. I watch um, while while others are out at like two, one a.m. Are you going to say it, you watch it religiously on a Saturday <laughs> n- Saturday night one a.m.? I usually find myself watching the twenty God channels on Directv. I, I watch like this last Saturday night, the Jim Baker show. That show is one of the craziest shows on television. It's, it's almost <laughs> like a church play of a televangelist doing it, a show. It is. He pushes health yeah. stuff. Like I it's literally, an infomercial. I literally said it's an infomercial. It's an infomercial. I literally saw him selling uh, last month a kit of powdered food for when the apocalypse comes or or the end of the world or world war and you can't get food that you have this bucket in your basement that you can turn into nourishment. Oh my in the gosh! End time. It's Christian QVC. It's also if you go to outer space. <laughs> yes, it. it's astronaut it's, food. Powdered. We all know freeze dried food is what the astronauts eat. Right. I, uh, I want, so uh, I'll, I'll make sure to look out for Bishop Morocco's show. <laughs> the Afters is a rock band founded by Joshua Havens and Matt Fuqua, who are both vocalists and guitarists in the band. Uh, they first started working together in a Starbucks coffee shop in Mesquite, Texas, where they uh, played music for customers before deciding to form a band. So I'm wondering, were they just behind the counter? And, and playing music for customers. It sounds Does their like manager it. know about this? <laughs> yeah. No, no, he gets 20%. <laughs> yeah. His Starbucks manager hey, gets 20%. Hey, less singing, more coffee making. Yeah. Fuqua. Little, little known fact, the band's original name? Via. 
is <laughs> Via, nice. Good one. Uh, Vinti. No, uh, Bliss, B L I S S E. So maybe I'm saying it wrong. Blisse. I don't know. Hmm. Blase. We're not going to say that, but um, <laughs> let's just say it's good they changed it to the afters. The band was propelled into the national spotlight with their debut, I Wish We Could All Win. Uh, the project spawned the swirling melodic hit, Beautiful Love, earning uh, the band an enthusiastic following when the song was selected as the theme track for MTV's Eighth and Ocean. Beautiful Love was also the most downloaded track of 2006 on the iTunes inspirational charts and garnered the band an MTVU award as well. The actors have released three albums and are releasing their fourth, Light Up the Sky, on September 14th on INO Records. Music from the new record, including the single Light Up the Sky, has already been picked up on by MTV's The Hills, which I told you, for the show's final season. You can check them out at theafters.com. Here is The Afters. Hey, I'm Josh, and I got my, uh, my bandmate Matt here with me. We're from the Afters. Hey, yo. Gonna play a couple songs. Uh, we've just uh, gotten out of the studio, just finished up a brand new record. Uh, it's called Light Up the Sky. It's coming out on September 14th, and uh, making this record has been such a fun experience. It's, it's the most fun we've ever had as a band making an album. And uh, this first song that we're gonna play, um, actually, this is the first time that since we recorded, I think, that we're actually going to play it. So this is like a, a I hope, worldwide debut. I hope you debut. remember the words. I hope I do, too. <laughs> I, I think I will. Um, but it's a song that's, that's, uh, that's special to all of us. Um, over the last couple of years, we've had so many friends um, who have gone through relationship problems, uh, either parents getting divorced, separated, or even themselves, you know, dealing with separation. And it seems like everywhere I turn, you know, I see people uh, dealing with that. And so many times at the core of relationship problems, you know, it's communication that's, uh, that's not going well. And, and so this song is really about saying what's on your heart when you have the chance to say it, not giving up on people, but, uh, you know, starting the conversation and, and really reaching out and trying to make things work. It's called Say It Now. Can we work this out? I don't want to close the door before the sun goes down. We can't let this go too far. I'll do anything to meet you anywhere you are Cause it doesn't matter anymore Who was right or wrong If we could only find the words we lost before What we have is gone We gotta say it now Find a way to say it now Don't be afraid to say it Don't wait, just let your heart speak Don't waste another heartbeat Cause we'll never know Till we let it out, let it out Say it, say it now Say it, say it now My heart is wearing thin I don't want to fight a war that no one's gonna win And all this time we've grown apart looking for an end If I'm 
the one who's holding on and holding back Here's how we begin We gotta say it now Find a way to say it now Don't be afraid to say it now Everything we're keeping inside Don't wait, just let your heart speak Don't waste another heartbeat Cause we'll never know Till we let it out, let it out Say it, say it now Say it, say it now And I hope we leave it all behind No more getting lost between the lines Can we work this out? I don't want to close the door before the sun goes down Say it now, find a way to say it now Don't be afraid to say it now Everything we're keeping inside Don't wait, just let your heart speak Don't waste another heartbeat Cause we'll never know till we let it out, let it out Say it, say it now Say it, say it now That was The Afters. Check them out at theafters.com to take shelter from the boys in You're listening to Derek Webb. The song is Where the Streets Have No Name. Hmm, sound familiar? It's a cover. <laughs> Derek Webb covering you too. That's a bold decision. Thank you. I thought so too. That is a bold decision. But Derek, you know, but songs, that's almost uncoverable. Here, here's the thing with that is, is a few years ago, a bunch of artists came together, did a U2 cover album, and Chris Tomlin covered that song. What? And he tri- yeah, and he tried to make it sound exactly like the original, oh, no. which was kind of kind of rough, you know? What Derek has done is he's taken mandolin, piano, kind of like a marching drum, and he's given it a whole different feel. So I kind of feel like I can respect that a little like bit more. Like a Derek Webb feel. Exactly. But you know what? I, I thought it was odd. You know, we just heard it. I, it, it doesn't, Derek's new sound to me is Stockholm Syndrome. It's, right. It's, he's, yeah. This is old Derek Webb. And huh. So it's, it was surprising to me that he did not screw with it more. Kind of electrify it Yeah, a he, bit. he did 2002 Derek Webb. Yeah. And I don't mean that as a slight. It just was surprising that he did 
um, the conventional Derek Webb acoustic sound that we know. Was it missing a four-letter word for you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where the streets have no effing name. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what it should have been. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, the song right now is playing on Relevant.fm. Uh, it is the feature song of the week. Tune in. Check it out. All right. Well, I have a, a little rundown sheet in front of me. This is how we did a little behind the scenes here. This is how we do the show. Mm-hmm. Chad gives me a rundown. And, and right now it says that we are up to a segment called It's Too Late to Apologize. Take, right. it, take it away. Well, I, I'm getting emotional here. Um, every time I hear anything by One Republic, that happens. But I also am emotional because I'm aligned the good name of Ice-T. I just want people to know that I'm not alone. Other people have made mistakes in this world and in media and that are of equal celebrity as myself. Um, and so what I'm going to do is we're going to have a little challenge. Uh, Lloyd against Josh. And I'm going to read a, a quote, which is an apology from a celebrity. And I'm going to give you three options. You have to tell me which one is the real person who issued this apology. Are you ready? Lloyd. Go for it. Okay. The first one is, yes, it is true that I was rowdy on movie sets, and I have done things that were not right, which I thought then was playful, but I now recognize that offended people. Was that Justin Bieber after receiving complaints by his co-stars for his gloating after winning a Teen Choice Award? California Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger after six women accused him of inappropriate behavior on movie sets? Or inside the actor's studio star James Lipton for a pattern of disturbing misbehavior anytime he was invited to a movie set. Hmm. See, when you started talking and describing this, I thought it was going to be Christian Bale as one of the options. Mm. After his uh, ferocious rants. Mm. Uh, I, see, I don't see Schwarzenegger actually doing anything that bad. Mm. Well, you don't live here. <laughs> to be fair, yeah. you're from England. <laughs> yeah. That's you not fair at all. You still see it. <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to go with Lipton. Oh, I'm so, I wish it was James Lipton. That was actually the joke I inserted in there. Just uh, trying to picture him acting rowdy on a movie set. But it is uh, the governor, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Wow. Yeah. Was so this apparently, he was a wild sleeves. child. Was back it 1978? It's Conan the Barbarian oh, okay. days. All right, gotcha. So, all right. So this one, Josh. Yes. I can look a 250-pound linebacker in the eyes at the line of scrimmage and have no fear. But expressing myself when I know there are millions of people who are so angry with me, and rightfully so, is a challenge like any other. Is that NFL quarterback Brett Favre on leaving Green Bay? NFL quarterback Michael Vick on his dogfighting felony charge? (laughs) Or former NFL quarterback Terry Bradshaw after appearing nude in the Matthew McConaughey film Failure to Launch. Oh, <laughs> why did you have to and bring that? I think that I up? would extend just to be in a film with Matthew McConaughey. Oh, I went through nine word. months of counseling just to erase that from my memory. Oh man. my oh, word! It's back. Dang it! I, fl- I flat out refused to see that film. So, <laughs> oh my gosh. No. Um, let's see. I'm gonna go with um, what was my first option. Brett Favre, Michael Vick, yeah, or the right. dude Terry Bradshaw. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll just. I'll take. Um. I'll take the obvious choice of Brett Favre. 
Ooh, I'm sorry. The correct answer is Michael Vick. You guys are over too. My gosh. <laughs> I'll be honest. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything. I don't want to give it away. All right, Lloyd, this is the next one. And this <laughs> yeah. is this is a strangely worded apology. I apologize to all the wishful thinkers for my disappointing non-presence. Was that Harry Potter Daniel Radcliffe uh, who said it to Comic-Con attendees who waited 15 hours to meet him despite the fact that he was not scheduled to be there? (laughs) Chris Angel for disappearing but not being able to reappear during a recent show in Las Vegas? Or Steve Martin, while discussing his career's disappointing turn in the last two decades with films including Sergeant Bilko, The Pink Panther, and the Queen Latifah classic Bringing Down the House? Can I hear the quote again, please, question master? I apologize to all the wishful thinkers for my disappointing non-presence. I feel like when you talk to Lloyd, you have a little bit of an accent, Jesse. <laughs> you do. You, you enunciate yeah. a little more clearly <laughs> yeah. than you do in real life. I feel like you're trying to really break through the cultural barriers. And I can't tell if he's trying to be English or if he's, if he's being patronizing. <laughs> no, no. Take it, take <laughs> no, it as a compliment. No, I'm, take, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a culturally sensitive, sensitive person, you know? No, take it as a compliment. I, I sense the, the slightest amount of human discomfort, and I do what I can to ease that. <laughs> he, he's, he steps it up. He's a little more like, dumbs it down for the U.S. audience, and when he talks to England, he's like, I need to be proper. Mm-hmm. Raises his game. Raises yeah. his game. And, and he takes a little sip of hot tea. That's right. And, and Lloyd, I, wa- I want you to be, feel like you're being treated fairly here. Okay. <laughs> so you speak more clearly I so I feel like understand? he's getting better treatment, actually. Yeah, ne- yeah that's true. Yeah. Maybe that's why the England keeps winning these these uh, podcast battles. I think it's because we're awesome. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's that. <laughs> Maybe because yeah, I write all the questions. Okay, so so you, so what, what's your choice there, Lloyd? Uh, for I, I mean, apologize to all the wishful thinkers for my disappointing non-presence. See, it doesn't sound like something that Daniel Radcliffe would say. He wouldn't use those kind of words. It'll probably end up being the right answer, but I'm going to go with Steve Martin. <laughs> oh, you should have gone with your gut and your <sighs> Harry Potter fandom because it was Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, someone wrote that for him then. He, he doesn't speak like that. I what feel does like, he speak yeah. like? I feel like you're biased. Maybe he yep. just said it in an American accent. That's what threw you off. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You yeah, speak yeah. like that. Do it in a Harry Potter voice. Yeah, do it in the Harry Potter voice, Jesse. Go. Do it. I don't even... I've never even... Do I've it just, like, right now. seen Harry Potter. I've never even seen a commercial. Have you seen do a British it. person? Yeah. Then talk like I that. apologize to all wishful anchors out there for my disappointing non-presence. <laughs> no, Lloyd. I'm Harry Potter. I'll cast a spell on you. <laughs> Lloyd, what's that? Pretty accurate. I would have given it away. What kind of grade? What kind of grade would you give that? Uh, it's, I, I would. He'd be deported for being so offensive. <laughs> God save the queen. Chip, chip, hip, cheerio. Oh dear. All right. All right. Your turn, Josh. I wish I had the chance to live those few moments again, but unfortunately, I can't. I'm not going to sit here and make excuses. I'm very sad and very ashamed of what I've done. Is that R&B singer Chris Brown after assaulting his then girlfriend Rihanna? Hollywood actress Winona Ryder after being caught shoplifting, or Will Ferrell on admitting that his interpretation of the late legendary crooner Robert Goulet on Saturday Night Live was outside the limits of good taste. Wow, those are some old references to old apologies then, huh? 
with uh, Winona. I don't know. You tell me. Winona, and I'm trying to fish you for a little information. Um, I am going to um, let's see. Uh, was uh, was Harry Potter one of the uh, one of the options? Um, he can be. <laughs> I just wanted to try. You to get, can guess Harry Potter. I just want like. to get you to use the voice just again. Don't do the voice again. Yeah, no, that's where I was going. Um, let's see. What was what was A? Remind me what A was again. Chris Brown. Yeah. Winona Ryder or Will Ferrell. I'll take Chris Brown for five hundred, please. Oh, the first point is on the board. There we go. Nice. All right, uh, Lloyd. Yeah. I am not a racist. That's what's so insane about this. Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson, Michael Richards, John Mayer, or the late landscape painter Bob Ross. Oh, you know. Okay, say say the whole thing again for me. I am not a racist. In a British accent. No, no, he'll deliver a British accent either way. I'm not a racist. That's what's so insane about this. Oh dear! I know <laughs> Harry Potter. It's not like not. you were lapsing into a coma or a stroke a little this bit. This is racist, yeah. actually. Yeah, him so. saying this to Lloyd. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I'm actually being racist by talking like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so it's Mel options? Gibson, Michael Richards, John Mayer, or landscape painter Bob Ross. Uh, Richards. You got it, yeah. Michael Richards. Jesus. Wow. Although we all know Bob Ross had an edgy period during. His- <laughs> no, I'm yeah. just kidding. I just wanted to find some think of someone ridiculous to put in there. All right. I know I have a potty mouth. Everybody knows that now. I regret that there is nobody that has heard the tape that that has been hit harder than it by me. I make no excuses for it. It is inexcusable, and I hope that is absolutely clear. Is that the guy who plays Big Bird after an explicit laced tirade following a backstage incident involving his suit catching on fire? Charles Barkley, after a tape was released of him dropping several profanities in a golf course meltdown at a charity golf tournament for a children's hospital. Christian Bale going ballistic on a lighting guy on the set of Terminator. Or late landscape painter Bob Ross. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go with uh, Christian Bale. I I think this is Big Bird. You think so? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What do you got for me, Jesse? The correct answer is Christian Bale. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I well, I was thinking like all these other people. Who cares if they cuss? You know. But yeah. then, but Big Bird, that'd be traumatic. It would be traumatic. Yeah. That'd be like issue a statement. You know. All yeah. Right. You, that that's innocence being lost right there. Right. You Little know, childhood's kids. ending instantly. <laughs> right. Whereas like Christian Bale, it's like okay, so he he has an anger issue. Yeah. But, all right, all right, Lloyd. This is the only non-apology on the list okay this is uh someone who has asked for an apology that said this in uh instead i don't give a darn about your your yellow buzzards why should i care all right so your choices are bp president and your countryman tony hayward refusing to apologize for his private jet that hit and killed two large birds while on his way to make an appearance to the Gulf Coast to issue a public apology for the oil spill, Tiger Woods, after accidentally hitting and killing a large falcon by striking it with a golf ball on the fairway of St. Andrews, or Johnny Cash, after inadvertently wiping out half of the world's California condor population by starting a forest fire and then ignoring it to go fishing. Hmm. How many, what's the point at the moment? It's two one, Josh. Oh, this is this is a this is a barn. This burner. is a lot. Of, yeah, this is a lot of pressure, Lloyd. I think this is when you fall on the field and grab your shin. 
<laughs> David Beckham like David style. Beckham, uh-huh. yeah. And then for eleven, the next eleven months, just swimming your money. Yeah, yeah. And then, we, yeah, then we give you a hundred million dollars. <laughs> is it Johnny Cash? It is Johnny Cash. He famously uh, started a small forest fire that turned out to be a really huge forest fire. And instead of doing anything about it, he went fishing, and it killed half of the world's California condors. I so, wondered where they went. After that's rock and roll. So, so this is uh, this is two two right now, and this is the final question, right? So, yeah, if Josh yeah. gets this, it's game over. Yeah, oh. that's right. Well, it's uh, not game over. It's one to the USA, two games to the UK. <laughs> but this game will be over. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The battle USA lifetime War, series no, will go on. No pressure now. Okay, the, your country, your country is relying on you, Josh. All right, words cannot express how truly sorry we are for the anxiety, frustration, and inconvenience that you, your family, friends, and colleagues experience. You deserve better, a lot better, and we let you down. Is that Bruno Bick, chairman of Bick Pens, after a manufacturing accident left 250 workers covered in ink? JetBlue founder and CEO, uh, David Nealman, due to the pain experienced by customers after what was called the worst operational week in JetBlue's seven-year history, or John Kabachi, owner of a Fort Wayne, Indiana Dunkin' Donuts, after an ill-advised prank left thousands of customers without donuts for an entire week after the health department deemed double deep-fried donuts unsafe for consumption. Uh, Is Bob Ross not one of the options? (laughs) Uh, Oh, yeah, and Bob Ross, the, the late... Landscape painter. Okay, thank you. Uh, I'm going to take uh, Jet Blue for a thousand. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the ball game. That's correct. Oh, look at that! Bottom nice. of the ninth. Nice. <laughs> That's a walk off right there. You're about to get a pie in the face. Yeah. Just don't jump on home plate and break your leg. <laughs> Fair enough. Touche, Mr. Snavely. Touche. There you well go. Done. All right. Well, well done. That is that is Jesse's. It's too late to apologize. Game. I hope we can put the the ugly events of the last week behind us. I think we'll actually play that game pretty often because <laughs> there may be more, more apologies <laughs> in the future. <laughs> I probably should have apologized a lot more times uh, for things that were said during this podcast, but let's just consider ourselves it's all square right now. All right, stay tuned. Up next, the afters. listening to Mount St. Helens Vietnam Band. The song is Leaving Trails. That album's coming out next week. Well, speaking of new albums, the Afters have one coming up on September 14th. It's called Light Up the Sky. Make sure to check it out. Um, When they stopped into the studio, they didn't just record these two songs that you're going to hear on the podcast. There's actually a third. And you can download it or stream it exclusively on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Here, once again is the afters. 
Hey, I'm Josh. I got Matt over here, a guitar player Hello. With the, uh, from the Afters. And uh, we're hanging out here. We're going to play some new songs. We actually just finished up a brand new record that's called Light Up the Sky. And um, before we made this record, we had come out of a period uh, of a lot of hardships. Uh, we lost our manager right before we started this record. And he was one of our close friends, somebody we uh, looked up to in, in a lot of ways. He was one of our dearest friends. And he battled cancer for about two years before losing his battle. We had a new drummer uh, who had just started with us, and uh, one week after joining the band, he, uh, he lost his best friend since childhood uh, in, a, in a freak accident. They don't even know what the cause was. He was just playing basketball, and, and his heart stopped in the middle of the game. And uh, coming out of these hardships, um, you know, it, it was, it was a, a really down time in a lot of ways, but we also saw God work in some really amazing ways. And, and so this song kind of comes out of that experience and uh, seeing God work even in the worst of, of situations and seeing God's hand guiding us and, and lighting up our path when we need him most. Um, just as constant as the sun comes up every single morning and it lights up the sky, giving way, you know, the, the night is gonna break away to the morning and we have a new day. Well, God is constant in our lives and he, he loves us, he cares for us and he's not leaving us when we need him most. This is Light Up the Sky. So far to go, the signs are nowhere on this road, guiding me home. When the night's closing in, it's falling on my skin. Oh God, will you come close? You lie, lie, light up the sky. You light up the sky to show me you are with me. Stars are hiding in the clouds I don't feel them shining When I can't see beyond my doubt The silver lining When I've almost reached the end Like a flood you're rushing in Your love is rushing in You lie, lie, lie at the sky You lie, lie, lie on the sky, you lie. 
was The Afters. Check them out at theafters.com. You're listening to Joel Oje. The song is Invisible Things. It's playing right now on Relevant.fm. He has a new album out as well called Invisible Things on Integrity. Okay, it's time for your feedback. Last week, we had uh, quite a few animal stories. So we wanted to ask you what animal you want to have and why. You went over to the podcast episode page at RelevantMagazine.com. You posted your replies there. Here are some of our favorites. All right. My, my favorite was from Justin Carroll, who said, a unicorn. The reason should be so painfully obvious to all of you. I, I love it that it's written almost indignantly as well. <laughs> it's the most sought-after mythological animal pet in the universe with its towering stallion-like muscular stature. For four-year-old girls. Gl- <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just <laughs> clarifying. <laughs> its glorious mane of sparkling white hair and its magnificent yet greatly mysterious horn that protrudes forth from the middle of its marvelous ancient head. I will keep it in my garage. From there, it gets a little weird, uh, Justin's mm-hmm. post, about it sleeping on a bed of hay uh, and a little irreverent. I'm just going to stop there because he has it feeding on the first burn children that trespass onto his property. It gets weird from there. So you can go to the page and read it for yourself, but I don't want to defile myself by reading it on the podcast. I've done enough damage. Truth will reign is the person's uh, handle. He says, uh, he or she, I don't know. It says that it would love a mongoose. Uh, Here are three reasons. It gave three reasons. Uh, Because they are furious and lightning fast. Furious was in quotes. Uh, the protagonist of one of its favorite childhood stories, Ricky Tiki Tavi, was a mongoose. And third, who doesn't want a great snake killer for a pet? That's true. I think I would sleep better at night if there was a mongoose wandering my house waiting to kill snakes. Uh, Redunk, uh, which is an awesome name, by the way, uh, <laughs> says, I would love to have a hedgehog. Do you think he's played video games? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, who wouldn't want Sonic in their pocket? Oh, put, you know, put a hedgehog in your pocket and that'll answer that question yeah. <laughs> my, my mom grew up in Australia and her br- older brothers would uh, get hedgehogs and put them in her bed because they when they would go in the um, what when, when you would pick up a hedgehog it would coil up into the Sonic the Hedgehog ball you yeah. know and so she would 
And so all of its pricklies would be poking out like a little baby porcupine. And uh, she would get in the bed and it would hurt. And so then the brothers laughed. Why would they, in the bed? Yeah, they put hedgehogs in her bed. She was like four. Oh. That, that is jacked up. I'm, I'm surprised she didn't have like a complex from that. <laughs> My mom? You know? No. She's really yeah. tough. She just started beating up her brothers. Uh, th- this one is a little strange as well. Um, they said that he would have a Bigfoot or otherwise known as Sasquatch. And I guess that's not too strange, but the reason why Eli would want him as a pet is, one, mostly for protection, and then my brother would have someone to play with, and they have a lot in common. So, it got a little weird as well. I mean, if you want a pet just for protection, I think a dog will suffice. I don't think you have to walk around with a Sasquatch. Um, But as far as having someone for your brother to play with, I think a dog would work there as well. What about a Sasquatch in your pocket? (laughs) I, if I could carry a Sasquatch <laughs> in my pocket, I would take the Sasquatch. Okay. All right. Just curious. Why? Why, why do you want a Sasquatch in your pocket? Could you imagine going to a party and being like, hey, everyone, how's it going? Like, Check hey. this out. And I pull out a Sasquatch out of my pocket. Hey, Jesse, is that a Sasquatch in your pocket? Or are you just happy to be here? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a Sasquatch. <laughs> it's an actual Sasquatch. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he'd be pocket size. <laughs> Yeah, that's. I don't think it'd be as impressive if it was pocket size. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure if I pulled out a pocket size live Sasquatch, you'd be pretty impressed. Uh, I'd be like, that just looks like a Chewbacca toy, <laughs> except it's alive and real. So. All right. Well, that'll do it for your feedback. If you want to join in on the conversation, the very intellectual conversation about Sasquatches in your pocket, you can head over to last week's podcast episode page. Here is this week's. Question of the week. Editorial question of the week. Okay, so this week's podcast uh, centered a lot on apologies, namely Jesse's. Mm-hmm. Um, we thought, you know, it's therapeutic. It cleanses the air when you apologize. Um, I don't know this firsthand, but I've heard. I, 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 will tell, I will tell you that I will sleep better tonight, and not just because of the fact I can rest assured Ice-T will not hunt me down and try to kill me. So we thought, dear listener, that we want to give you the same opportunity of apologizing on a national platform. So we thought that rather than doing a traditional question and answer this week, we should just make our podcast episode page a platform of healing and transparency. Reconciliation, really. Really. And we want you to go on there and if you need to, apologize. Yes. To anyone that you have wronged. Ever. Whether it be iced tea or whether it be your neighbor. Or your fourth grade girlfriend. Yeah. Or your four-year-old sister for putting a hedgehog in her bed. <laughs> I feel like there are people right now, the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. Yeah, I feel that way too. And they're, they're feeling a tug. Are, are you, is that you? Is that you? Are you feeling that tug on the inside of your heart? Is God speaking to you? Well, here's what you can do. You can get out of your seat and you can go right now over to relevantmagazine.com yep. and, and go to the podcast episode page. And right there in the comments, you can post your apology. Yeah. You guys got to stop watching the God channel. (laughs) (laughs) But by the way, we will read these out loud with your name. Yeah. Of course we will. Yeah. That's the only way the confession is heard. If you want to go a step further and call the podcast episode hotline, you can do your apology in your own words, your own voice. Leave us a message. The phone number is 407-660-1411. It's extension 126 and we might just play your apology on the air next week on the podcast. Lloyd, you got quiet at the end. 
Well, I, just, <laughs> I was trying, do you know what I was doing? I was trying to think of something to say sorry for, and then I realised <laughs> nothing appropriate. <laughs> I realised that yeah, I, nothing. I've done nothing wrong. No, no, no he's I realized my sins are too great to say on the podcast. <laughs> there is no sin too great that yeah. an apology Unless won't Unless you want heal. this to get really serious, I've got nothing to say. <laughs> yeah. cool. and, and possibly legal ramifications, <laughs> then I can't say anything. I'd have to get my lawyers involved. <laughs> How can I say this as ambiguously as possible? I've driven recklessly. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what you come up with. that's what you came up with <laughs> reckless driving wow. no and i can't say that there has been no i don't know where i'm going with this <laughs> <laughs> all right i was gonna do something weird about hit and run but i'm like you know that's probably not funny no nah. that was good hey you I, I was thinking about, have you guys seen the where will ferrell does neil diamond yeah and he starts, and he starts, uh, like every song is like, he's like, yeah, he's like the storytellers, yeah. you know? And he's like, you know, this song, and it's like, you know, the, the cheesiest Neil Diamond song. And he uses every one as this crazy confession. He goes, you know, I wrote Sweet Caroline one night when I'm driving back, I had a little bit too much to drink and I hit a kid <laughs> and I kept going and I never looked back. So I don't know what happened to him, but it feels good to finally tell somebody. It's Sweet Caroline, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like the VH1 storyteller, you know? And every Neil Diamond song is some awful confession. Okay, so if you want to give your Sweet Caroline apology, head over to uh, the, the website and do it. Well, on that note, we will uh, wrap it up. Many thanks to our special guest, The Afters, for coming through the studio. Make sure to uh, check out their new songs on the reruns of The Hills final season. Uh, find out more about them, their music, at theafters.com, and make sure to pick up their new album when it comes out on September 14th. It's called Light Up the Sky. Look for it. And then we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Josh Loveless. I'm Jesse Carey. And I'm Lloyd Kinsley. For Chad Michael Snavely. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. For more, go to relevantmagazine.com. I would like to offer Ice-T and his wife, Coco, a new position at the Department of Agriculture.